Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, September 17th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Joined, as always, on Tuesdays by Dwayne Long from the capital city of Columbus. Dwayne, how goes it? Dan, I am looking forward. I'm so tired of 90 degrees. It's September. It's time to get down in the low 80s, high 70s. Come on, man. It's just too hot. But other than that, I'm just floating on a dream, man. Love watching the Buckeyes right now. Mr. Bucknuts will not take over this podcast with his rants on global warming, but everyone just go outside. And you are right. We spent a few minutes before each show talking about the team. And after a few games, we're just to the point where we are so – I'm I'm borderline overwhelmed with joy. So we are going to get into that. But uh, one piece of recruiting information we wanted to address, Dwayne, is, of course, our offensive line and line specialist. So that makes this guy super interesting. IMG lineman, and I say lineman for a reason there, J.C. Latham was crystal ball to Ohio State by the dean of Ohio State, including Bill Curlick. And for those of you who know the dean, they know crystal ball means a lot. Latham is a big stud from IMG Academy in Florida. He's lived in Mississippi and gone to school in Wisconsin. Prior to this, if you look at his profile, you will think you're looking at a defensive lineman. He was a defensive lineman. He's still listed as such. But he has moved to the offensive line this year and is very impressive, apparently. Your thoughts on the offer, when we discussed this, you were reticent about him making the move. I, I just don't, why? I mean, look at this guy's film. I don't see a single play of offense. And on the defensive line, he's just a monster. He's destroying people. He's There, there are people, good-sized people. I didn't see... You know, not everybody was college-sized linemen, but he's just slapping them around, knocking them. It's like bowling pins. And he's athletic. He's running down quarterbacks. He's running them down. I mean, and the kid's so lean, they list him at 285. He looks more like 265, 270. It's just, why are you moving him to the offensive line? Maybe he does. Maybe you know, he's a big kid, and he's going to add weight. He looks so lean, he doesn't look like a, uh offensive lineman at all right now. So, you know, maybe he gets in the college weight room. We're just projecting him for the future. I would at least try him out as a three technique because I believe at 300 pounds he's still going to have the same athleticism we're seeing on this film. I'm telling you, just watch. He's just running through people. Doesn't know how to play. Stand straight up. Doesn't fire out. Stand straight up and uh, just starts pushing and knocking people around and just throwing offensive linemen around and chasing down the quarterback. Now, you know, you take a guy that athletic and move him to the offensive line, okay, but First, let's try him out on defense. Let's just see what's going on. That's that's what I would do with him. Yeah, for the Buckeyes, uh, Buckeyes fan in me, I can see that. I do also see though that he is he has prototype left tackle, blind side, pay me eleven or twelve million dollars a year for fifteen years uh, size. 
And there's only so many guys like that. So someone in the Latham camp, and I don't know this for a fact, has identified the fact that this guy is a long-term prospect at left tackle and perhaps that hastened the move to IMG as well. But the good news is Bill Curler thinks he's going to be a Buckeye. And uh, we like guys who are that big and strong here in Columbus or Dayton for that matter. Speaking of guys that big and strong, we need to give some more credit to the offensive line. Obviously, Ohio State's off to a tremendous start. And J.K. Dobbins has looked like a graduated version of his freshman year. I'm not sure the offensive line has gotten enough credit. I was at the Cincinnati game. The running lanes were tremendous. They were even better this past weekend, and Dobbins has taken it and taken advantage of that. The offensive line was a question for some. You have a lot of guys in new spots. Thayer Munford at one point was the only guaranteed starter with a month to go in the season, uh, in the preseason. Your thoughts on the offensive line? Has anyone jumped out at you? Has anyone surprised you with how well they played? Uh, the entire line. I mean, this is the best line we've seen. I would go even beyond uh, the, the championship line. It, it's I can't go back and, and remember a line where I went, okay, these guys are as good as uh, uh, this 2019 offensive line. Where uh, Mumford is just absolutely beautiful out there. He is. Notice how we're running left. We're running left behind him and Jackson and Myers. That is, and we're killing people with it. But it's so key that Mumford is getting out there as a tackle. He's giving. He's sealing that that uh, uh, the defense right there. And the tight ends are really helping a lot. They're really blocking uh, as good as any any set of tight ends we've had. We're playing all four of these guys, and they're all playing really well. And then we're kicking out, and bang, look how many big holes have opened on the left side. Big gains. Dobbins' run was a run off of uh, – a month for block and a tight end. And Jackson's getting in there. Myers is getting out a lot on the second level. I saw him hit, I I don't know the guy's name, uh, number seven. And he knocked the guy five yards, and then he fell for another five yards. So you know in that kid's mind, he's like, I don't want to see this guy until we're shaking hands at the end of the game. I, I don't want to see him anymore. I'm done. So, you know, just physically dominating. And we're looking at, at uh, the time that has been given to uh, Fields to throw the ball. He's just not had a lot of pressure. Indiana was the one dialed up on him, and that's something that, that uh, we need to start thinking about because he didn't like all that pressure. Uh, anyway, the offensive line has just been as good as, as we've seen in recent memory. It's been fun to watch, and you are so right. That left side, the running lanes have been tremendous. I can see in my brain, I was sitting there. Uh, Dobbins' is really long touchdown run against Cincinnati where he came around the left end. He was running right towards me, and it was literally just a practice run. He wasn't touched. He's at full speed you know, running into the secondary. So it's been awesome. I, I'm a little bit concerned about Brandon Bowen. He's gotten overpowered a few times. That surprised me. I guess I need to see that against uh, a little bit more of a legit opponent, but so far the offensive line, really the whole team has been spectacular, but the offensive line, which was a little bit of a question, has just been tremendous. 
Another thing that we think has become pretty obvious is that there are six obvious contenders nationally right now. Your three SEC teams, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, and then Oklahoma, Clemson, and Ohio State. Number seven, by some people's measure, is Notre Dame. I think there's a big drop-off there. From what you've seen so far nationally, do you see anyone else besides those top six really being a threat at this point? Well, you have to acknowledge Notre Dame is going to take care of business. So if anybody else is going to push into that six, uh, they're poised. They're ready. Nobody, if you stumble, you're gone probably over for the year. Just look at uh, trying to get into a great bowl game. Uh, you're out of the national championship picture. Uh, Notre Dame is just going to walk right in there. It's not going to be difficult for the voters to push Notre Dame in there. Uh, other than that, no, I'm not seeing anybody that jumps out at me that, okay, they could, uh, they could sneak in there. You know, you look at the Pac-12, what a disaster that is out there. I watched, uh, several games late at night when I wasn't ready to go to bed and it's just, it's, it's uh, it's Mac football. It's it's Mac. It's just awful what's going on out there. Uh, and you look at the Big Twelve, and it's there's nothing there other than Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma State is not looking like a team. So you know, those are the teams, Dan. Those are the teams that are. I've been arguing for a couple of years now that the ideal number for uh, a championship to expand. It needs to expand. Everyone says eight, but if you look back, there weren't eight teams that had had it in them to be national champions. Uh, I got to seven when I counted back. I went back about five, six, maybe maybe I went back more years than that and just looked at it when it was over and said these are the teams that could have made it. Six is the ideal number. You give the first and second seed a week off and let the uh let the other four play and and then you go to a four team bracket so uh that's what I think, and that's what we're looking at this year. Those are the six teams uh you know with what's going to happen in the s e c that's going to get whittled down to four because those teams are going to be playing against each other, and so they're going to get kicked out of there uh We'll see what happens with the rest of the conferences, but I think that we've seen it's early. So, you know, anything could happen, but uh, right now those six look like they've separated themselves. Ohio State has been in the playoff mix uh, pretty much every year the last few years. They've been in the argument. I will admit that while I thought they should have gotten in a couple times, in the back of my mind I was not supremely confident about the team with the defense that they had. I kind of felt like we were headed for another possible you know, Clemson experience when Braxton was the quarterback and could kind of get overwhelmed. I just didn't see our defense being able to stop people. Now, the offense has been fantastic. It looked different last year, but you still had a quarterback who threw 50 touchdown passes and was the first Big Ten quarterback drafted in the first round since Kerry Collins, who was come and gone. So it wasn't the offense. The, the, what makes Ohio State a legitimate contender, and to me, and I said this before the show, more confident than I've been since I've walked out of Jerry World is the defense. They look like they can stop people now. They look like they can get in the ring and actually trade punches. I cannot tell you how many times – we talked about this last year. It felt like every other possession, and sometimes every possession, there would be at least one play where you see a guy on the other team running at a 
full sprint in the secondary with no one around him. I can't remember seeing that once this year. It's both scheme and personnel. How confident do you feel relative to the national scene about this team? And am I going overboard by saying this is the most confident I've been since they won the national championship? I couldn't agree with you more. The defense is just, that's where this is a different team. We've been watching the high State run up and down the field score points for ever since the, the Urban Meyer has been here. And now Ryan Day running up and down the field. Ohio State scores at will. The offensive machine is really generating. You you can't take it away from them. I don't care how much you hate Ohio State. You have to acknowledge this has become an offensive juggernaut for years, more years than I care to count right now. It's been the defense that has been just, you know, patchy. Uh, had had a few good years under Shiano when he first came here. I think uh, uh, one year it was the fifth-ranked defense, uh, and the next year it was like the 12th-ranked defense. So don't hold me to that, but I think I remember those numbers. I think those were accurate. Uh, and then it just started downhill as he started messing with it. He took the athleticism out of an athletic team. It was all thinking and trying to be in the right place, and you got guys out there who are just athletes. Well, what did these guys do? They come in, and what they did was turn them loose, let them run to the ball. And the, this team is swarming. You don't see a guy or two. You see five, six guys in on tackles. And, the you know, the, the flea flicker, the, the, uh, the trick play that ended up in the touchdown, if that's what you got to do, you're not going to do that all game. You can't. You can't keep throwing trick plays. You got to run your offense, man. And if that's what it takes, you got you one touchdown. Well, go ahead, enjoy it. You know, watch that film over and over, and uh, try to uh, not look at the stuff that uh, Ohio State just absolutely overwhelmed. And that's what this defense does. They just run to the football and arrive in a bad mood. They're hit. They're, it's just completely different, Dan. It's it's what we needed to do. We were worried about uh, Madison coming in here. Well, he and Hathley and, and the rest of the defensive staff have gotten together and said, we've got athletes that are going to play in the NFL. we got athletes that are going off the board in the first round. Let them play. Just cut them loose, and that's what we're seeing. Uh, and the defense can stop anybody. In my uh, long view after the game, I said I called uh, the, the run defense the Borg, <laughs> and that's that's what they are. Resistance is futile. They're just shutting the run down, uh, putting you in obvious passing situations, and then you get to see Chase Young. That's what what they're doing. And somebody's got to do something about that, and I don't know who can. Ohio State is the best team I've seen so far. Watched Alabama last Saturday. They're good, especially on offense. That's unusual for Alabama, uh, but they're not great. Clemson, you know, i tell you what Clemson reminds me of. Clemson reminds me of the championship team in the year after. 
championship team was great. The year after, same personnel, but things didn't really click as well. Uh, you look at uh, Lawrence. He threw four interceptions last year. He's already thrown five. So things are they're sputtering. That's what I remember about the year after the championship. It, you'd see flashes of the year before, and then they would just kind of turn into something. You didn't know what they were going to do, what was going to happen. That's what I'm seeing with Clemson. Ohio State is the most complete team I have seen this year. It's so funny that you mentioned that, Dwayne, because – the team that I think Ohio State, the current team that it's you know, going to have to match up against, is that team, the one that came after uh, the Jerry World experience, which finished the season with an amazing bowl performance. But everyone remembers, arguably, I know for me, one of the worst sporting events I ever attended, which was the Tyler O'Connor beats Ohio State in 33-degree rain in the shoe. I agree, man. I really think they have a chance to win the national championship this year. I may have said that in the past and believed it, but now, like, I really believe it. I look at the other teams, and I don't see a personnel difference. The guys we have on defense across the board, they've got studs at every level, so very, very impressive. This weekend, I cannot think of a game Ohio State will enter into in the last 10 years where they've been more of a favorite. I don't care what the spread is. You literally could send the second team there and win. The game is going to be remembered for the quote of the Miami of Ohio coach who said, it's like being at recess and Ohio State having the first 85 picks. not going to ask you to pick the game. Give me one prediction you expect to see, though, come out of this weekend from the game. I'll just take the, the tap in and say we hold Miami to under 25 yards rushing. They're not going to run the ball. This is This is going to be a beat down. The mismatch is off the charts. Uh, once again this week, we get to season some young guys. We turned the, the young dogs loose last week, and, and Tyler Friday and Zach Harrison and JJB all had sacks. So we're going to see something like that happen. Uh, before we went on the air, Dan said Crawley was going to run for 150 yards in this game. <laughs> it might be Teague this time, or Teague and Crawley together run for 150. This this is going to be uh, this is going to get ugly. Yeah, Dwayne gave it away. Put me down for Marcus Crowley 150 plus. I would not be surprised if he goes for 150 plus in the second half alone. It's going to be a fun week. We got a good squad, people. Have a good one, Bucknutters. returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is the next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus.